Welcome to the Are Your Hands Full podcast, a step-by-step parenting podcast for your Jewish family. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Please check out the most recent Are Your Hands Full download at www.handsfullchenuch.com. That's H-A-N-D-S-F-U-L-L-C-H-I-N-U-C-H.com. Today's lesson is a potpourri of different concepts that might be helpful to you in your day-to-day lives. The first one is the concept of role modeling and how important it is to understand that your actions are being watched very intently by your children and it is through your actions that children develop their personalities, the nurture part of their personalities, and their ultimate default actions. So for example, if you're sitting on the floor playing a game with an older child and a toddler comes over and messes up the game, how do you react? If you scream and yell and say, stop, don't do it, yada-da-da-da, then your child learns that. If you say to the child, it's okay, he didn't mean it, let's just set it up again and smile as you separate the toddler. If you can do all that, which I know takes work, but if you can do that, then your child will grow into an adult who will have that default factory setting in his or her repertoire. Through you, children learn frustration tolerance. Here's another concept, and this one I didn't even write. The Gemara in Baba Metziah says, Daf Nun Ches Amad Beis, that shaming someone in public is the equivalent of killing him. Shaming a child is no exception. Think of all the times when you shame one of your children in front of all your other children, or in front of your parents or in front of his or her friends. Think of all those times that happen, and think back to this Gemara and what it says. Pay attention. Watch yourself. Ignore negative behavior and separate without comment are all strategies that protect you from being mevayish your children barabim. Here's another concept. This is a common thought. Look, I can't cope. Hashem sent me these children. He's going to have to watch them for me. That's not an acceptable approach to parenting. That's not an acceptable approach to adulthood in general. It most definitely is the responsibility of parents to take care of their children at all times. Parents must remain dedicated and focused on ensuring that they are not neglecting their children's safety during the times when they are carefully aligning pajamas into drawers and talking on the phone or coping with other perceived or real household responsibilities. It's really important to know my parenting comes first. After 120 years, no one is going to write on a woman's matseva that there were doilies on her linen closet shelves, or that you could lick off her toilets, or that for every Shabbos she made a tricolor, three-layer, who knows what kind of, I don't know what creation, if... She wasn't there for her children in order to accomplish these tasks. Here's another thought. In order to understand why Jewish mothers, Yiddish mamas, are pressured by children's eating habits, it's necessary to examine the history of the Jewish people. Think back. Think back at all the wars. Think back at all the gullises that we went through. Think back at the food shortages. Think back at hunger. Think back at the fact that there were no antibiotics and there were no inoculations and there were no pediatricians and there was no baby formula. And mothers throughout history, all they used to keep their children safe was food, body mass, 
and therefore at that time, eating was an issue of safety. Then the Rabbani Shalom, with all of his chasadim, saw fit to get rid of that nisayon. And for the last while, we have been inundated with truckloads and pallet loads and warehousefuls of food. The Rabbani Shalom, with all his chesed, has decided that we are no longer hungry. Even during Corona, we were completely besieged by food. That's by design. That's what the Rabbani Shalom has decided to do. Now think about it. Can you imagine why he decided to do that? We're going through such, such unprecedented and difficult times. Regardless of whether we think about what's happening in Klal Yisrael, regardless of what we think about what's happening in technology, regardless of what we think about what's happening in the political world, we know Mashiach is right here. And yet, with all of these Nisiyanas, he has consciously decided not to make food an issue. So if he decided not to make food an issue, then why are we making food an issue? Because it's part of our history? That's probably the truth, because it's part of our history. But why should today's children have to deal with today's Nisiyanas and yesterday's Nisiyanas? It's bad enough they have to deal with the technology. It's bad enough and hard enough that they have to sit in classrooms and concentrate on Gemara and Mishnayis when the night before their parents were showing them all kinds of clips. It's hard enough that a classroom Rebbe has to behave like a circus clown in order to compete with what's going on in the outside world, in order to keep these children interested. So for goodness sakes, could we let go of the food? You think now maybe it's time? And I'm not saying that children don't have to eat healthy. I'm not saying that protein isn't brain food, but do you know how many variations of the theme we have now available to us today? Let's chill a little bit about the food and not get so obsessed and not make that into a battle that could ruin our children's relationships with either food or with ourselves. Here's another concept. Continence, or the ability to control one's bladder and bowel, is an example of a milestone that is developmental in nature which means that in order for this skill to emerge, children must undergo maturation of various systems in the brain and body. Examples of other developmental milestones include growth of gross motor skills such as crawling and walking, refinement of fine motor skills such as grasping or cutting, advancement of graphomotor skills such as coloring or writing, expansion of communication skills such as language or speech, and the cognitive development that occurs as children master increased levels of understanding about the world that surrounds them. The ages of presentation of these skills vary, even in children who are developing typically. Professionals usually provide parents with information about an age range, not an age, an age range during which particular skills are expected to develop in children. There is no known correlation between intelligence and the rate of typical pediatric development. Therefore, as long as children reach usually anticipated developmental milestones within the expected age range, there is no reason to believe that an early developer, such as an early walker or talker, is smarter or potentially more successful than a late one. Unfortunately, parents often exert undue negative pressure on their children to develop faster than their creator, their Banishlalim, programmed for them. The developmental area of toilet training is particularly vulnerable 
in that it sparks extra sensitivity on the part of parents and unwise implementation can potentially cause long-term emotional damage. To avoid negative toilet training outcomes, parents should be carefully educated regarding the importance of reinforcement and praise during this process. Most parents understand that children's brains are not found in their bladders, nor are their hearts located in their bowels. Yet, sadly, children who experience difficulty during the training process are often considered intellectually inferior or just plain lazy or bad by their own parents, who should really be their best advocates. Parents should make a concerted effort to transform this often challenging process of toilet training into a rewarding experience so that children can traverse this stage with their self-esteem and emotional health intact. Thanks for listening to my podcast. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I am the director of Hands Full, which is committed to the provision of community education in the area of behavior management and cognitive development of children. I look forward to hearing from you with any questions that you have. And remember, no matter how impossible things may seem, the Earth will continue rotating on its axis.